okay, here I am thinking about the subtle ways uh, abusers emotionally manipulate and um, how they use language because they are very smart. Narcissists and emotional abusers are really, really, really intelligent and will play off the fact that they know the language and even one person bragged to me that he was emotionally nuanced enough and I was like oh okay like that sounds legit and then I gave him all my trust and um then he abused that trust and that love and that vulnerability that I let in and um yeah it's it's a really hurtful thing um and I'm here to expose it and I'm here to call it out because again it's especially men who do this and then gaslight the woman again very generalizations please don't cancel me holy fuck but um it's usually men who do this against the women with the more feminine empathetic energy so in general this masculine energy will use vulnerabilities like okay when i was in when i was in church i you know we would like gather and we would be all emotional and we would share our vulnerabilities and our deepest innermost thoughts yeah right yeah no one really shared exactly what's going on but I could see myself enough to share like more than most people so I'd be like I'm really struggling with this and they everyone would be like wow thank you so much for sharing your emotional vulnerabilities with us you are so brave and you are so vulnerable and you are so humble and you are so good that you just shared the deepest innermost secrets of your heart and i was like yes this is what i must do now you have tricked me to believe that you my abuser the church has tricked me to believing and then the trickle down effects of all the people that follow in this pathway you have tricked me into believing that i actually <laughs> oh crap i lost my train of thought hold on get it back i was talking about <sighs> it was a good one too how the church is the abuser and then yet people yeah the praise on people who are vulnerable this whole system of abuse and power preys on the vulnerable the mentally challenged the dependent the children the um the weak whether you're weak like because you have an autoimmune disease that you were born with or whether you're weak because you live in a you know a country that doesn't have access to certain medications and so you got sick and paralyzed and polio and blah 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 which by the way it's just ridiculous to think that people in countries without vaccines are begging for vaccines and they're like please they will save our lives and then here in the united states we're saying no (laughs) we don't want you we don't we want polio and smallpox back yeah that makes sense oh god okay so anyway so this church abuser manipulator would would praise me the people in the church would praise me by being vulnerable and weak and divulging all my inner secrets and telling everyone how much of a sinner I am and how much of a horrible person I am. And I believe that. I mean, that's why it was so easy for me to fucking like 
say all this stuff because I'm like, yeah, I am a horrible person. And everyone's like, yes, you are. But God is so good, even though you're a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. That checks. That checks out. Okay, so from the way I was parented, totalitarian regime, reign of terror style, um, all the way to my years in college, early marriage, where I was abused by um, this, this line of thinking, which had me focus on the things that were negative about me. This theology is horrible for the psychology of a human being. It's disastrous. It's so incredibly harmful and toxic because it tells you, the individual, that you are at your core bad. And I lived in this theology for so long and I believed it because I felt so bad at my core. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, the church is saying uh, that babies, when they're born, they're just, they're just pieces of shit. Like, as soon as you're born, you're a baby. You start crying, you piece of shit. Like, yeah, of course. I believe that. Like, that makes sense to me. It is a morality thing. They told you from the second you're born, even in your mother's womb, which I'm not going to go into abortion stuff right now because I, <laughs> um, even in your mother's womb, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> the second you're born, oh, you start crying, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> not, you're an animal, a highly evolved animal, but you're still an animal with base instincts and reactions and, and desires and needs. You know, when baby birds, we learn about cowbirds. Okay, so like when cowbirds take over a nest, they're brood parasites, so they take over this nest, the cowbird egg is larger than the other eggs, and then it hatches earlier, and then that cowbird chick, from the, from the DNA that it just has from generations and generations of adaptation to this survival mechanism, okay? So it's just how it is. It's just how it is. It's born, and then it begs. Uh, has a huge, huge mouth. The mouth is red. It's, it's so tantalizing to the, the mother, father, like the, you know, the host birds that their instincts take over and they preferentially feed the cowbird chick over even the other nestlings if they've even survived. Their own nestlings. Preferential treatment because that cowbird is so well adapted to know how to survive, that it's going to hatch first, going to be bigger, going to have a wider mouth, bigger gape, redder collar. All of those trigger instincts are telling the mama and dad a bird, feed me, <laughs> feed me first, feed me best. I have a likeness of this too, like, you know, kind of the white supremacy European descended mindset is better for whatever reason. Um, where we just kind of happen to be the, oh, no, that, and then that compares us to higher of all. No, mm -mm, nope, nope. No, I can't, I can't say that. 
I can't believe that. Humans are all humans. We are all love. There's no one individual human or bird or tree or plant that is better. Mm -mm. We're all here for a reason. So when we cut down those trees, yes, we thank the trees for doing the service of erosion control and carbon sequestration and giving us oxygen and life and shade and so many things that we need. And then we can, if we need to, we can chop it down selectively so that we can build only what we need. You know, not excess. There's so much excess. And it's just like poo-pooed upon in scripture, at least the Christian literature. I have not read the Muslim Quran. I have not read the Torah. Um, what else we got? What's the book of the, like, Hindu? I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know what they're spiritual. I got off track, but yeah, we're not better than anyone else. No effing way. We're just all animals and humans, homo sapiens. Sapiens, right? It's homo sapiens, sapiens. I don't know why, uh, um, but I do remember we're not just homo sapiens or homo sapiens sapiens, like a subspecies. What does that mean? We have, maybe it means, you know, we're a subspecies with this highly advanced prefrontal cortex in our brains that allows us to be like, hey, wait a second. We are messing this up. Like, let's look around here. I'm not the only one who sees this. There are so many empaths like me, so many people who care and nurture and just want to do what's right for the world. Or even like we watched Stranger Things yesterday, watching Stranger Things where Robin goes on this rant and she's like, I need to know why this person would commit such horrible acts. Why would a human, what would drive a human to do such things? Really? What would compel a human being that's just an animal with its instincts and base whatevers to commit such atrocious acts. And it's all learned. It's all learned shit. Which means we can unlearn. We can unlearn this banal evil. This subtle, sneaking, generational, creeping, lingering hiding, manipulative, sneaky, tricky, evil that says it's not there or lies. It's the master of lies. Satan is the master of lies. This is, this is Vecnu. This is all the evil in the world that exists around us, but we, it won't hurt us if we don't let it but we have to fight. That's the thing with depression too. It's like you hear people saying, well, it is just a disease. It's, you know, chemical imbalance, which is true. It's so much that our, our pathways are all clogged up with all sorts of, I can't even remember, serotonin, dopamine, whatever. The neurons are not firing the way they need to be. And it's a mess in there. And that's what depression is. Like, yes, that is real. That is a fact. That is true. But then there's also this other campus like, well, you just got to do something. 
like just take one, you know, <laughs> like just exercise, just eat right, just blah, blah, blah. So I would hear all this advice and be like, wow, God, you know, I really am depressed and this sucks. I guess I should exercise. I should do more things. I should, 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 because that will help me. And I guess if I don't do those things, then I'll just stay depressed and it's going to be my fault. So if I don't do those things, it means that I really actually secretly deep down want to be depressed and I want to be pathetic and lazy and stupid. I believe that because I believe deep down I was a bad person, which circle back, circles back to all of this. Guys, we're not bad. The evil one lurks invisibly, slyly around us, but we don't have to let it in. We don't have to. And if we can choose to recognize that there is bad in this world and yet every single second use our our amazing powerful minds to think positively and to think about beautiful things instead about good things about pure things and true things wow we could really bring heaven on earth we could really change the way things are We could truly have shalom, peace on earth. It's it's not impossible. I'm a scientist. It's not impossible. It's doable. So let's do it.